Welcome to episode 29 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is Woody V. Woods, how are you, my man? I'm really good, Robbie. We've had a whole host of guests on the show over the last month or so, so it's nice to have just you and me back together again it's doing a bit it. more intimate, isn't it? Yeah, I like it, I like it. And we're rocking some very old school jerseys today, Woods. So we'll Definitely, man. Soon. So, no, great to have you as always, mate. Um, so just a reminder where to find us. I think everyone knows by now, but you can check out our videos on YouTube. And of course, the podcast is available where all podcasts are found. So please make sure you do rate, like, subscribe and all that cool stuff as well. So, um, so today we'll be speaking a little bit about the NBA play. Um, some award predictions, which is going to be interesting, Woods. Yep. Um, we have a viewer question to go over, some NBL talk, and of course, we'll be opening up another classic pack. And due to popular demand, Ooh. we got the Upper Decks in the house, man. That's the, the one I've been waiting for. 91, 92, that's the first ever Upper Deck series, isn't it? It would be, yep. It's yep. Those holograms, I absolutely love in there, the, the insert ones. So, hope we get a good pack. Not easy to source, man, so I'm glad yeah, I got it. Yeah. You've done very well. You definitely, you've done well getting all these cards. Uh, mad respect for that. So, all right, Woods, so as we do every week, we'll start with showcasing our jerseys. Um, why don't you take us away with that nice old school one you got there? So, Sure thing, Robbie. Why don't you tell everyone? Yeah, of course. So Woody's standing up wearing a very nice-looking Charlotte Hornets Larry Johnson champion jersey. Um, we were just commenting before we recorded. It's got L Johnson on the back. We think that Eddie Johnson might have been on that team, hence the L there. But, yeah, lovely jersey, Woods. Um, what can you tell us about that um, old grandma Mark? Yeah, so I'm going to get into it a little bit later because our viewer's question covers him a little bit. So I won't leave it all for now. But um, as you said, Grandmama, you know, uh, a super athlete. You think about those Hornets teams with, uh, you know, Alonzo Mourning. Um, and I, I just got to say for everyone who hasn't heard the Knuckleheads podcast with Quinton Richardson uh, and Darius Miles, they do a great uh, interview with, with LJ. So so check it out. But um NBA Jam, he was great on that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you could use those three, right? Um, Morning, Muggsy, and, and Alonzo. And it was actually an, uh, um, a disagreement and a, a lack of um, communication between those two that eventually sent him to New York. Those two didn't get along too well, right, Robbie? Interesting. Yeah, so, um, well, he was the first pick in the 1991 NBA draft. Uh, he's the NCAA champion in 1990. Uh, he, he went to UNLV. Uh, he's he's yeah, teammate of the Plastic Man, and uh, his number's retired. His number four's retired by the UNLV Running Rebels. Uh, two-time NBA All-Star, uh, NBA Rookie of the Year in 1992. Um, and I'll speak on it a little bit later how his career was mm. was sadly cut short. I like it, Woods. Very nice one. So, all right, I'm doing... It's not a double this week, but it's a Pacers double. Um, shout out to our boy Phelpsy as well, Woods, because I don't think we've had any Pacers jerseys so far. So shout out to you, Phelpsy. Um, interesting one hanging up, right? We didn't comment on that before we started recording. It's a Mark Jackson Indiana Pacers jersey. So, um, so that guess that one I'm hanging up. So it's a yellow champion Pacers jersey. Um, of course, uh, Mark Jackson was the point guard for the Pacers from 94 to 96 before being traded to the Nuggets for none other than Jalen Rose. Um, and then he had a second stint with the Pacers from 97 to 2000, where, of course, he was a starting point guard when the Pacers lost to the Lakers in the 2000 finals. So his name's still very topical now. I think the Lakers are maybe talking about having him in as a LeBron's coach. I'm not quite sure how that'll go. We'll stay tuned for that one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, look, in terms of the one I'm wearing, Woods, I've got to say, since we started rocking these jerseys um, with this first episode, I've been looking forward to show this one off. Um, I know you have. 
I don't think I've ever seen this jersey, and I'm not even I'm not even joking there. I don't think I've ever seen it. So I'm just going to stand up and give you a quick show. But the man I'm talking about is the Rifleman Chuck Person. And yeah, for all the audience that that can't see, Robbie's wearing an Indiana Pacers Chuck Person jersey, but it says the Rifleman on the back, number forty-five. That is unique, Robbie. Beautiful jersey, isn't it? Oh, I so love it, they, man. They made these nickname jerseys. I'm going to say maybe it was about eight years ago. So they made them just for kind of retired players. And I think they just literally picked the ones with cool nicknames. So Rifleman, I've got a George Gervin Iceman one. So they're all pretty sort of cool nicknames. Um, I don't know. I'd maybe prefer if I had person on the back and keep things traditional. But hey, this yep. is a bit different. And Unique. Loving, loving the colours on this one as well. Yeah, so, man. Um, I guess a little bit about Chuck Person there, Woods. I was a big fan of him back in the day. I loved his sort of firepower and his... Um, his fiery play and his outside shooting, um, things that I sort of um, probably can relate to when I play. For sure, yeah. Um, so, look, in terms of person, he played 14 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by the Pacers at pick four in the 1986 draft. Um, as we know, this 1986 draft woods, it, it was a good draft, but it's also known as a draft that was heavily impacted sure. off-court by drug use. So we're talking guys like Len Bias, rest in peace, um, never even made it to the league. Chris Washburn, Roy Tarpley, who was a great talent, and also your boy, William Bedford there, would say. William Bedford. Heavily impacted off-court there for, in one way or another. Um, so, look, the Rifleman went on to play six seasons with the Pacers, as well as playing with the Wolves, Spurs, Hornets, and his final stint was with the Seattle Supersonics. Um, yeah. Look, not a lot of accolades. I'm not going to be reading accolades for five minutes for him like I have for others. He won that Rookie of the Year in 87, which was a great effort after a strong draft. He also won a ring with the Lakers as an assistant coach in 2010. Um, so since then, Person coached his alma mater, Auburn. It didn't actually end that well. So he's actually had some um, issues there. So he was charged with bribery and corruption and subsequently fired from that position. So didn't quite end well there. Um, some people no. may remember the surname Person. So his younger brother, Wesley Person, played 11 seasons in the NBA. So he was a, a, had a different sort of game than Chuck Person, but also was a, a great shooter. So I think they, they had some of those skills together. You know I've got a bobblehead woods, and this was also a hard one to get. But yeah, I can imagine. It's actually... An identical bobblehead of the jersey that I'm wearing now. So how it's nice is this? Ridiculous, one? ridiculous. I don't even remember where I got this one. So you can see that one's got person, not the rifleman. Well, that's a cool bobblehead. It's a nice one, isn't it? Great yep. colours on that one. So yeah, so that's a little bit of history for Chuck Person. Probably a name that a lot of people probably haven't no. thought or you know, heard of for quite a while there. So I, I love how it matches your jersey, the bobblehead, yeah, man. It does, yeah. So I'm, I'm loving these jerseys we got this week, Woods. Hey, I forgot to even mention Robbie. I've actually got the the Charlotte team as well with the Bobcats draft day hat with the Hornets jersey as well i just thought i'd mention that charlotte bobcats would be a collector's edition now. yeah like definitely name, so, yeah uh, awesome woods all right we might get straight into it so look obviously there's a lot going in in the nba at the moment the nba playoffs have, have commenced um so i thought we might just maybe speak a little bit about that woods before we sort of you know get into some predictions there so yep. i guess uh, we'll start it off the first thing um, maybe if you could sort of let us know a team or teams that you have impressed you so far and also who's maybe disappointed you. And also, I guess just to let the audience know, we are recording Wednesday the 20th of April, so most series are about two games in, I think, at this stage. So, yeah, what are your thoughts so far, Woods? Well, let's start with the team that's impressed me, right? Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks, right? You know, Luca went out with that injury, um, and, and then, you know, even Tim Hardaway Jr. is out at the moment, right? So they're, they're severely undermanned. Um, and, you know, you see Maxi Kleber step up with an all-time career high yesterday. 
And, and the guy I want to talk about is Jalen Brunson, obviously a name that uh, Brunson's a name that we know with his father playing in the NBL as well, right? And I've been keeping a close eye on him all year, and he's really developed as a player this year. And obviously next year, a lot of teams are going to be after his services, right? And it's a perfect time for him to showcase what he can do um, as a starting point guard on a team, not, not backing up Luca, who's, who's got the ball in his hands quite, quite a lot of the time, right? And he had 40 piece yesterday, man. He might have added an extra zero to his uh, his contract negotiations, Woods, wherever it ends up being, I think, after that game there. And he was amazing, wasn't he? he was oh, he was amazing. He was amazing. All right, who was the last left-hander to score 40 points for the Mavericks in, an all- in, in a playoff game? Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot now. The only other lefty I can remember for Mavericks was Rafe LaFrance, but I'm not quite sure that he would have scored 40. Nick Van Axel is the answer. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, man, for once. Huh? a random number as well. So <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, you know, I'm a big fan of his. But, yeah, just to see him uh, step up and lead that team, he's got great leadership qualities. And, uh, and that actually probably brings me to the, the team that I'm most disappointed about. It's the Utah Jazz, right? They should really be taking care of business here, right? Um, with an undermanned Dallas team. Um, you know, they don't want to be dropping a, a game like that, you know? Um, and, and I think that, um, as I've mentioned on, on, on earlier episodes, they're missing a guy like Joe Ingles because he's that leader on and off the floor, the glue guy for that team. And the Jazz are just about at, at a impasse right now, right, as a team, you know? I was going to say, it's, it's do or die for them, isn't it? I think everyone's expecting that team will be blown up, you know, if they yep. have a first-round fade-out this year. So, yeah, you're not going to get a, a better opportunity than playing a team without <laughs> Exactly. Easily their best player. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the other team that I want to talk a little bit about is, is Denver. That's disappointed me. I mean, they're so reliant on the Joker. I um, mean, their supporting cast is just not good enough, man. Uh, I mean, for the second... You know, year in a row, Joker's missing some key pieces around him, and it's really hard to watch. Uh, you know, maybe it's worth them throwing a guy like Bones Highland out there a bit more and, and giving him some core time and seeing what they can get. But I think the Warriors are, might even sweep this series, I was right? Just about yeah. to say, you think a broom could be coming out in a yes, few days for that definitely. series? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Too. Obviously, the, the way Golden State played yesterday, I mean, you've got the. You know, the, the Jordan Poole sort of oh, know, yeah. play and curry combo now. I mean, Damn. They didn't have enough shooters anyway. Of course, they've got that amazing um, all-star starter and Andrew Wiggins as well, so I can't forget <laughs> about him with his yeah. 10 points a game. But, yeah, no, it's... Um, Getting good contributions from guys like Belika. How do I say his name? Bielitsa. Bielitsa off the bench. Yeah, Sorry, my bad. I always struggle with that one. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, look, obviously with these playoff series, as I said, we're sort of a couple of games in, so, you know, things don't really change until, you know, it does move to the, to the road team having their first games there. Yeah. So, and look, that's probably a good segue to talk a little bit about our Hawks there, Woods. Um, look, it's been a big sort of last week for the Hawks. I'm really proud about how they Definitely. made those two playing games. You know, two do-or-die crunch sort of games, especially that Cleveland game. I mean, what Trey did in the second half of that game. Yeah, man. Just amazing. It really was. And Bogey's been pretty big in these in most of these games as well. Um, look, the Clint Capella injury going yeah. down was huge. And I think we've really sort of felt that in these two Miami games. Definitely. So, as I mentioned, we're recording on Wednesday. So the Hawks went down in the second game today it was a lot better effort than the first game where they got blown out um highly annoying for me to see my mate jimmy butler have a game like he did today um <laughs> for those that know me i'm not a, not a massive fan of jimmy butler and his antics but look, there's no doubt he had an absolutely amazing game today but look you see it with these these home games you get you know guys like duncan robinson who basically hasn't hit a shot for months having a great game in game one some of these role players step up so the hawks will be wanting that a little bit in game two they went very small today didn't they woods um yep. Kongu, you know didn't start and played about 18 minutes they played a really, you know, um, underdone John Collins at the moment at the five. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, 
yeah, I'm a little bit worried about it, I've got to say. I think we just need to go home and just get that game through. Um, I think we'll start getting a few calls. I thought we got some really BS calls in that yep. game, to be honest. You can tell by the way they're playing against Trey there that, you know, they're, they're forcing him into a lot of mistakes. He had 10 turnovers today. That that wasn't great, but it's not all on him. But, no, look, it's been interesting so far with the playoffs. I'm really looking forward to sort of get to the weekend and, and watch a few more there, I guess. That fourth quarter was promising today from the Hawks, man. You know, you know they really showed some guts. and Bogey came out Bogey came out strong, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I don't expect us necessarily to win this series. It's going to be an uphill battle. You know, we've got to win, what, four out of the next... What's that? Five games. Five games, man. That's that's going to be, be tough, tough, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, we just got to do it. Hopefully, yeah. they pack out the you know the Hawks game and everything else like that, and we sort of do our best with these next games. I think Saturday's game three, so I hope we yeah. be able to see some of that one. So, um, what I thought we might do, Woods, is just go through a couple of sort of quick hit NBA award winners. Sure. Um, I did originally have on the slate that we would go through the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, obviously, that has been named this week with um, Marcus Smart winning it. So Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Yep, I was going <laughs> to predict him to sort of win that. And I think that's a good thing. I did hear Doris Burke talking on air on the weekend saying, look, it is a perimeter game now, so why are we always giving these defensive awards to the, you know, the giant seven-foot guys? So you, you're also hearing other people say, is Marcus Smart the best defender on his team that's obviously debatable but look it's there's no doubt he's a great defender and i think that's testament to his work he's won that award so good on him there um let's go through very quickly woods mvp who have you got well i said joel at the start of the season and i'm maintaining joel now joel Embiid for mvp man yep. you know he just uh, put that team on his back this year i like it led the league in scoring as well um look I've never seen an MVP race as tight as this, to be honest. You could have um, the Joker, you could have Embiid, or you could have Giannis. Literally, there's nothing between all of them. Their stats, the way their teams have gone in that. I'm slightly leaning towards Giannis. Um, yep. Probably a month ago, I wouldn't have said that. I just like the way he sort of brought the team home. For sure. Can't argue with offense that. Offense and defense and everything as well. So I'll say Giannis. Um, look, the one, the only other prediction we'll go through, we're going to name our, our three All-NBA teams. So I know... I'm a little bit crazy with this sort of stuff, Wood, so I spent a good hour or two the other night doing this, just for my own, own benefit to sort of do that. Um, I got a little bit creative. I'm going to put it out there straight away now. I got a little bit creative, you know, potentially putting people in positions where they don't play, but you're allowed to do it. It's, it's, there's no rules against it. One thing I did say to you as well, Woods, I'd like to see the NBA give a few more parameters for doing this. So maybe a certain amount of games played. I was looking at the 70% game mark, which was around 57 games, which just allowed guys like Morant to be in it and Durant yep. was kind of just under it. But see how we go with that. But I'd also like to see the positions a little bit more sort of worked out. Sure. And, and maybe do we, do we have to have positions? Can we just name five, you know? I'm going to sort of pull a, pull a bit of a Swifty and have the Joker at forward. Why can't you know we have the Joker at guard, where the guy basically controls the ball for his team the whole game? So anyway, that's a story for another day, Woods. But look, yep. let's go through. Do you want to start off and give me your first team, and then I'll go on and, and, and tell you mine. Yep, so my uh, first team is Luca and Steph at the guard position, Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic. Um, at forward, I've got Giannis and Jason Tatum, and at centre, I've got Joel Embiid. Nice. It's hard to argue with that. I did say the other day, I don't know that Curry deserved a first team there. I think his percentages are way down. I think he started the year great, had a few injuries. I think he struggled quite a bit towards the end of the year. But look, it's hard to, to go past what he's sort of done on a good team there. So yep. my first team um, got a little bit creative with putting Jason Tatum at the guard spot. I've got Tatum and Booker. So I've got two sort of, you know, no real traditional point guard there. Yep. And I've got a, a, a giant front line, the biggest front line of all time in Giannis, the Joker and Embiid. So that's yeah. my first team there. Um, who you got for, for your second team? Yeah, so my second team, I've got Booker and Ja Morant at the guard positions. 
Um, I got Kevin Durant and DeMar DeRozan at the forward positions. Um, and Jokic at, uh, at center, Nikola Jokic at center. So, yeah. It was quite hard for forwards, wasn't it? I think the centers were, you know, there's even a few centers that will miss out. There's a lot of good point guards and, and shoot, well, not a lot of shooting guards. There's one or two, but the forward position was pretty hard. So on that, my second team, um, call me a homer all you want, but I've got Trey in the second team. Yep. Look at his numbers. Not tell fair. Me, tell me I'm wrong. Um, also love the fact that he played more games than any of these other players we're talking about here. He didn't play the full slate of games, which no one does these days. But So I've got Trey there along with Ja Morant. Um, I've got Luca at forward. Hey, I'm allowed to do it. Fair so enough. Why not? Yep. Um, I've got DeRozan, who you also had. And then I've got my boy, the big cat, at the center. Um, so that takes us to your third team. Um, take it away. Yeah, for sure. And um, I've got our own Trey Young in, in that third team. I thought maybe Morant could, or Booker could fall down to that third team. But I just thought, thinking about it and, and the way their teams did, I'll have Trey in the third team at the guard position alongside Chris Paul. Um, Pascal Siakam, who, who kind of, his season's kind of been slept on at forward, along with LeBron James, who I know you don't like me having in there. And I got your boy, Carl Anthony Towns, at the center position, man. Well, I should so. probably remind you, Woods, our Thursday night D-grade team, we probably won about as many games in our, our short season as the Lakers did um, last year. So, look, I thought about having LeBron. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't have someone that played, firstly, so few games, but also played on such a crappy team. Um, yep. I sort of bring it back to Bradley Beal a couple of years ago when he led the league in scoring and the, the Bullets or the Wizards, you know, stunk it up, and he didn't make it there. So it feels like a bit of a legacy award or one of those things, but, you, you know, you're more than entitled to to your valuable opinion. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. Uh, my team three, I had Curry in that, so a little bit different than your first, along with CP3. I also had Siakam. I had Kevin nice. Durant. Didn't quite play as many games as I would have liked, but there's no doubt the impact he had on a team that's Absolutely. a winning team. Yep. Um, and then I... Look, I actually changed this around a little bit. I probably wanted to go Bam as the center. Again, probably didn't play enough no. games. Um, so I've gone with Rudy Gobert, probably a little bit begrudgingly there because I do think he's got a few flaws in his games. Um, got any snubs at all, Woods? Yeah, the Jazz guys. You know, Donovan Mitchell yeah. and, and Rudy Gobert. And I thought long and hard about including them, but... You know, if I wanted to get a penalty for them trading Joe Ingles, that you're not putting on the there, what's going on? <laughs> no, I just think the trade deserves a little bit better, you know, a little bit more, you know, for putting that team on his back. The Hawks battled a lot of, you know, injuries, trades and things this year. And the Jazz have just taken a, a steep decline in, in their performance this year, right? Sure. And uh, that, that, that falls on some of those guys at the top. So I don't think they actually deserved selection there. So it's like leaving out someone like Trey or or Chris Paul to include Donovan Mitchell. And then it was for me leaving. I, I was more traditional in my selection. So leaving out someone like Carl Anthony Towns to include Rudy Gobert, I wasn't willing to do it. So, yeah. yeah. No, good call. So, look, I had a couple. I had LeBron, obviously, as a snub. Yep. You know, I, I didn't sort of feel bad about not leaving him on, but he's still a snub. I had my boy, Zach Levine, who had a great season. I had Donovan Mitchell like you. And probably three sort of more quick ones that they weren't really going to make it, but they deserve to be mentioned. Um, Darius Garland. Um, DeJounte Murray. Oh, hell yeah. Season. De and definitely. I, put, yeah. I put Bam for that last one there, given I was so close to sort of choosing between him and Gobert. So, look, it was a fun exercise, wasn't it, Woods? I don't envy the you know the selectors and voters that have to do this because, like I said, there's a lot of things that are involved. You know, how many games a lot of these people have sort of you know played or missed um, and just sort of things like, you know, the positioning and things like that. So, as I said, I got a bit creative. I had Tatum as a guard. I had Luca as a forward. I had the Joker as a forward. But... That's kind of the rules at the moment that they're allowed to pick under, and we'll probably see some similar sort of selections like that. No, no, fair enough, man. I'm but, with uh, you. Yeah. Right, that was good fun there, Woods. So, look, before we get into a little bit of uh, NBL talk, I believe you've got a viewer question that you want to sort of um, go through with us this week. 
I do, I do. And um, this question comes from Sudi, uh, who's someone I've known for a while, and he's a big fan of the show. And, and he said, look, I've got a question for you guys. I'm going to send it in. It's been a while since we did a viewer's question, Robbie. So I thought, let's, let's do it. So Sudi, thanks for sending it in. Um means a lot that you sent, sent it through to us, and we're looking forward to answering it. So um, Sudi said, hi, gents. Great work on the podcast. Big fan and awesome to see my man Big Prebs on there a couple of weeks ago. Was recently ordering a Penny Hardaway jersey and I was thinking, who was the best NBA player that never was? My question to you is, who's the best player in the NBA that never eventuated if you factor in the impact a player had on the league before they faded, e.g. injuries, bad trade, other circumstances? And then he mentions um, the names Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill who achieved a lot in the, early on in their careers, but then because of injuries, never sort of um, did all they could, let's say, right? So those are just some examples he's given. So maybe I'll throw over to you first, Robbie, and uh, you can you can uh, tackle it. Probably say the woods. I know you probably was a little bit more prepared for me with this one. You've got a few more people. Yep. Um, look, I'll probably just go through very briefly. The first one that probably came to the, the list and sort of the, the front of the mind for me was Andrew Bynum. Um, of course, you know, Bynum was an, an all-star. He made the All-NBA second team in 2012. Two years later, he was gone. So he was a combination. He obviously had injuries there, probably shouldn't have gone 10-pin bowling as much as he did. <laughs> yep. I think he's one of those big guys, personally, that just didn't love the game. You he did, about that no. A lot. He was yeah. just a big guy, bigger than everyone else, played basketball, dominated, but never really sort of had that love or that passion there. So he's definitely the first one that came from mind for me. Um, look, he probably wasn't known as a great teammate as well, so I don't think a lot of people were probably disappointed when he was out of the league. Um, fun fact, Woods, I do have an Andrew Bynum Philadelphia 76ers jersey in one of my cupboards. Um, um, totally bizarre, right? Never played a never played game. a game. So I might show that one one week. That's a pretty random one. I've never actually worn. Oh it my god! I wouldn't right say now. there's many people on the world that have in the world Maybe that have one of those. Chuck right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Look, another player that came to mind when I thought about it. He still had quite a few years in the league, but I just don't think he lived up to his talent. Was none other than Michael Beasley. Yeah. Um, obviously, great talent, very high draft pick, um, amazing scorer. Um, I guess you could say his career Woods maybe went up in smoke. Like it did. Like it did. It um, did. <laughs> and look, two other people. Um, I know you're probably going to talk about these. So one is a jersey you're wearing there in LJ. He was one that sort of came to mind there. Um, and another one, I, you know, someone I mentioned at the start of the show in um, in Len Bias there, which obviously yep. you know tragically passed away. You know, you know, just after getting drafted there with this, by the Celtics. So I know you've got some good ones for us there, Woods. Who, who who's on your list? Yeah, so let's start with Len Bias. So first I put a category of gone too soon, you know, and uh, Len Bias, Reggie Lewis, and Drajan Petrovic are, are the three that I think about who, who, who left us before they could, you know, fulfill their potential. Yeah. Very sad situations, all three of them, right? So, um, and in the, the impact that they had on the game, both, both uh, Petrovic and Reggie Lewis, um, one on the NBA, one one on European players coming over here, and Len Bias on college in college, man. They said, you know, this guy could, he was up there with the best of them, you know. And there would have been some great contests with him and, and MJ and whatnot if he if he was able to, you know, fulfill his career. Um, for other reasons, I'll talk about a guy like Rashid Wallace, unbelievable player, had a good career, but everyone would just say it, man. Like this guy was had all the tools to be great, but never just got there, did he, right? So, yeah, Woods, I don't know if I agree with that one, but yep. that's, that's why this is a fun exercise, because we've got different opinions, but no, all good. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, that's, that's there, but it's fair enough, right? And then one that no one knows about, Earl the Goat Manigault, right? Boy, your favourite movie of all time. Earl the Goat Manigault was the original goat, and for those who don't know, look up Earl Manigault and his exploits at the Rucker Park, right? 
Um, one of the greatest players. Watch that to... movie if you haven't already. We've yeah, we've got a few sort of plugs, episodes, right? right? Got a good Definitely. Like Probably not going to find it in a Blu-ray type format, but you'll find it somewhere and be able to watch it. Definitely. And then my, my last category is the injuries. Uh, Larry Johnson, Brandon Roy, Brad Doty, Ralph Sampson, Andrew Tony, and Alan Houston are some names that I want to mention. But I'll just quickly talk about... Yeah? Brandon Roy one, I've got to say. That's, yeah. that's one I haven't thought about. He was a special player. That oh, yeah, definitely, him. definitely. Um, so let's start with An- Andrew Tony, right? Danny Ainge... The Boston Strangler. Yeah, exactly. So that, good segue there, Robbie, because Danny Ainge said... The player he worried about most come playoff time was not Magic or Dr. J. It was Andrew Tony that kept him awake at night, right? Um, and if it were not for injuries, um, Tony would have been a Hall of Famer. That's what a lot of people say. And Charles Barkley once stated that he was the best player I ever played with. So Andrew Tony there. Um, Brad Doty, we've spoken about him on this show before, Robbie, right? Yep. His career was cut short at the age of 28 because of a recurring, recurring back troubles. In a 10-year career, he made uh, five All-Star games. And when we talk about the great centers of that generation, his name barely gets a mention, right? Mm. Um, and similar, another center, Ralph Sampson, just faded away with injuries, right? And, and was gone by 32. And the final one I'll talk about is Grandmama Larry Johnson. Um, in 2001, he announced his early retirement from the game due to a chronic uh, back problem that had plagued him for like years, right? Um, and he was only 31 at the time, Grandmama. And if it were not for injuries, that player that he was in, sh- in his Charlotte days in the mid-90s would have thrived, right? He was never the same player in New York, and injuries plagued him, you know, until he finished. Um, so, but in terms of popular culture and folk- folklore, he will always be remembered fondly. We talked about him um, with Converse and Grandmama on NBA Jam, you know, and... Uh, hell yeah, man. A legend at UNLV, right? So, um, I wore this jersey kind of because of that question today that was that came to us, and an ode to a great man, it's, and a, a rare one, the Charlotte Hornets champion LJ jersey, right? Absolutely. No, that was a fun exercise, Wood. It got us uh, sort of thinking a little bit about past players. So we really appreciate the viewer question. Um, and look, if anyone's got any other questions they want us to sort of tackle, you know, whatever it is, send it in. If it's a good one, we'll pick it, right? Thanks, Udi. Really appreciate you sending that question in. Uh, much appreciated. All right, Wood. So I think we might get into some NBL now. So one round to go, right? And what a big round we've got coming. Um, so the games will sort of kick off tomorrow. So yeah, round 20 is in the books. Um, what did the sort of OEC in that round, what stood out to you? Um, I probably do need to mention uh, one Dusty Hannes. Oh, yeah. So I actually believe he may be a big viewer of our show, right? So he clearly heard me talking about it in the last couple of weeks <laughs> or you know, quite a few episodes in a row now. I think he might have come out and tried to say, all right, Woody and Robbie keep talking shit about me, so I'm going to come out and I'm going to beat their teams. And that's exactly what he did there. So shout out to Dusty Hannes. I'll, I'll give you respect there. I'll, I'll tell you what, Robbie. Now is that time of year where, where uh, he's looking for his next job, man. You know? Absolutely. Right, but Dusty Hannes, if you are listening, still the worst import combination I've ever seen in the <laughs> All right, what's going to I think the Jack Jumpers is someone we've got to talk about, man. They're, they're, I mean, there's a chance your Perth Wildcats, and I'm serious, might not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I remember you did the team preview for the Jack. Well, I did the team preview for the Jack Jumpers, and you commented, "What are you just looking at that roster? That does not look very strong, does it?" And I kind of agreed with you. That. It was all the Wildcats, uh, you know, discards plus a couple of imports. So yeah, I think everyone thought of it. Yeah, they're looking at a 17-win season that might not even make the playoffs. And I got to say it, like, 
Homicide is right again, man, you know? He talked about two-way magnet, he talked about Lamella Ball, he's, he comes up with all these hot takes, but he was the only one who said it at the start of the season, so Homicide, man, shout out to you once again for getting it right. Um, so that, that's the one thing that stands out to me, that the, the jack jumpers just won't go away, man, you know? Well, we also said it early on, they probably would become, you know, people's second team, wouldn't they? They've got, the name's questionable, but they've got cool jerseys, they've got some cool players on the team, they've got a coach who I think everyone's got behind and love his sort of passion and enthusiasm there, so... I totally agree. I mean, you know, they could they could sort of beat Melbourne this weekend and still miss out. So I think the equation for people that are sort of, you know, living under a rock at the moment, Wildcats need one win, basically. So the Wildcats play Illawarra Friday night, I'm going to say. Yep. And then they play Sunday in the last game of the round against South East Melbourne. So it's going to come down to that. Of course, if Tasmania lose to Melbourne, who's more than likely wrapped up first spot, I think they have, haven't they? Um, that would mean the Wildcats are in. But, yeah, it's it's a big sort of weekend coming up and, and a huge weekend for my Wildcats. I mean, we're playing two. And South East Melbourne, they've got some guys that have, you know, people have been talking, you know, ill stuff about all week sort of thing. They'll want to come out and finish the season off well. I know they'll probably be playing a bit looser than normal. Um, so that is a tough game on Sunday. And that Wildcats against Illawarra game on Friday night. Whew, it's a crazy like, Robbie, game. listen, if Illawarra beat... The Wildcats in that game you speak of, right? Yeah. If I was Coach Vickerman, man, I would be sitting everybody. I would be sitting everybody, like all my stars, right? Not necessarily throwing the game, but you get what I'm saying here, right? Yeah. Like, you'd rather. Floyd Bryce, Cotton, and Vic Law in a, in a class. Uh, yeah, man, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, 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 what happens there. And then if that occurs, that last game of the season becomes so important, right? So. Absolutely. So on to this round, Woods. Um, I know you're pumped for the game on Sunday, the 24th of April. Yes, uh, definitely. Hawks yeah. and Kings, you're going to that one? Um, I am. I wanted to also see if you're pumped for the Starlight Celebrity game. Um, it's featuring our boy Brad Rosen playing in it, right? It is, it is. I'll be I'll be going there a bit early. I think it tips off about an hour before the... the it's the entree to the main game, let's say. we got the Premier of New South Wales playing. Um, so it's two teams, basically. One coached by legend Steve Carfino and the other one by legend Shane Hill. And you got Dan Ewing, who, who's a huge fan of the game of basketball, who's going to be playing Joe Healy, Nick Kyrgios, Matt Logue, Anthony Mundine Jr. versus Anthony Mundine Sr., uh, Brad Rosen, as you said, um, Belinda Russell from, from Channel 9. So, yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably sit there, have a hot dog and a beer as I wait for the, the main event. And just for the main event... I'm hearing it through the grapevine that this crowd is going to be possibly one of the best crowds ever to come to a game in, in Sydney's history, you know? Like, upwards of how many we had for that Lamella Ball uh, game when the Sydney played the Hawks. So, um, it's, a pub, it's a public holiday on Monday, so I strongly suggest that you get out there and watch this game because it could have implications on second and third spot um, and who's going to get home court advantage in, in the playoffs. So, yeah. yeah. No, cracking game. Looking forward to see that one as well. So, all right, we might um, talk about this round 21, Woods, just a little bit further. So we've got eight really big games this week over four days. So we've got the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games there. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty congested schedule there, I guess. So, um, look, we'll just briefly sort of go through these. Um, so the first game tomorrow night being both of your teams, actually, Woods. What are you going to do there? So we've got Cairns playing against the Kings. Um, what are your thoughts on that game? I think Cairns have just, um, you know, kicked in the towel a little bit. Good to see the young kid, Ben Eyre, you know, yeah. like balling out, man. And the guy's going to get a contract next year. I think Cairns are setting up for next season. Uh, Jarrell Martin will be back. He was, uh, I think there was a, f a bit of a flu virus going through the Kings team last week. So um, I, I see that the Kings should take care of business quite easily there. No, yep. Agreed. So in that next game, look, obviously it's, you know, basically a dead rubber game. We've got South East Melbourne against Adelaide. 
Probably if I'd have done this a week ago, I would have said South East Melbourne easily. But, you know, Adelaide were very impressive in those two games last weekend. Saying that, I still think South East Melbourne will get up, but might be a better game than we're expecting. All right, you can take us away with the Friday night game, Woods. Wildcats, Hawks. Who do you like? Look, Vic Law's out, right, from what I hear, or, or you know? that's Is that a definite? I heard 100% for sure, but honestly, that guy worries me. He seems to go down in a heap every probably second or third game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised with the way that looked. If you it's hard, it's really hard to pick, man. But I think RAC Arena, Vic Law's in, Perth Wildcats might just nudge it. If he's out, I'm going to give it to the Hawks, yeah? Um, look, the next game, Tasmania against Melbourne. I think it's one of those situations, even if Melbourne do try and rest a few players, they've still got an absolutely loaded roster there. So, yeah, I mean, that might be my heart maybe saying it, or sorry, my head, I should say, but I'll say Melbourne will win that one and they will knock Tasmania out of the playoff hunt. Right. I'm going to say if Illawarra win that night before, the Tasmania's going to win it. If Perth win, then, then Melbourne is just going to roll out their full team. That That's what I'm saying, yeah. What do we call this Queensland clash again? I remember you told me. Sunshine Stash. And you love it, don't you? The Sunshine Stash. No, I, ha- I hate the name, right? You don't like it. Okay. Yep. Right. So who do you like for the game? Cairns have won three, Brisbane zero in the regular season, right? Um, and I think that um, that trend might continue. Last game of the season, Cairns yep. uh, would be looking to sign off with, with, a, with a victory. So, And it could be. I mean, I'm hoping not. It could be Nathan Jawai's last ever game as a professional. So just, just, just something to look out for there, right? The next game, New Zealand-Adelaide. Not even going to talk about this game, but all I will say is one thing. Has New Zealand got anyone left? Obviously, Basson and Usman Deng um, have basically been released from their duties. Yanni Wetzel's already in Europe sort of thing. So who knows? We might see Rob Lowe putting up another another big stat line. Rasmus Buck. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to actually give myself a, ga- a, a night off whenever that game. When is that game? Sunday afternoon. I'm not going to watch that one, Woods. I'm, I've, I've watched too much. I'll be already watching the celebrity game by the time that game finishes. That, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be commentating NBA one at that time. So I'll you will. excuse not to be doing it. So, all right. Sydney and Illawarra. Man, Sydney home in front of a massive crowd, yeah. uh, possibly playing for uh, you know home court advantage in the playoffs. I'm going to give it to Sydney, yeah? That's half as good as that game two weeks ago. Oh, so man. Looking forward to that one. Um, and then, look, I guess we sort of briefly spoke about it. I'm going to say Perth win that last game of the round against South East. That's, that's with or without the claw. I think we'll, we'll have enough um, to come out for that game. Depending on what's on the line, I think Bryce Cotton will step up. I think some of the role players at home will have big games. And... The Wildcats will win, and they'll make their 100th year in the playoffs in a row. So that's my prediction for that game. Hard to argue with you there, man. Tough, tough on me again, Woods, with the editing. All right. So, Woods, appreciate that. A big sort of uh, final round coming up. So what we might do now is get into your favourite part of the week. What do you reckon? We'll do some classic packs? For sure, for sure. And as I said, I've got the upper decks here today. Nice, nice. I was a big fan of these upper decks. I remember when they came out, they were quite sort of premium ones compared to some of those other cards that were around at the time. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what we've got here. Maybe an insert or two. All right. So, West All-Star, okay. Golden State Warrior, part of the Dream Team. Uh, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen. Nice. Jeez, I could have actually got a picture of him playing in the game, but anyway. St. John's Legend. So the back of the cards look. Cards, they? They're nice cards. All right, uh, Cavs NBA draft pick Jimmy Oliver. Wow, remember him? I haven't heard. I do remember him. Don't remember much about him. I have a feeling he, he played with the Celtics as well. No, I'm probably just guessing with that one. Again, doesn't look like he's playing a lot, judging by that suit, nice suit and tie he's wearing there. All right, what a legend. Um, 
All-Star Game 1991, New York Knicks. Um, he played for the New York Knicks, New Jersey Nets. Absolute scoring machine. Oh, Bernard. Bernard King. Hey, was Ber Bernard or Bernard? I never quite knew with that. I think it was a bit of that pronunciation with the American stuff there. I I'm going to say Bernard, right? With the way Aussies would say it. But Bernard <laughs> King kind of sounds cool as well. But I like yep. that guy. Great player. All right. Lakers guard, double T, can do a little bit of everything. Good defender. Terry Teagle? Terry Teagle. Wow, that's a name you don't hear much. I definitely remember him more with Golden State than I do with the Lakers there, Terry Teagle. I think he was a random number, like number 20 or something as well. But, yep, I like that one. Awesome. Okay, part of a, a great movie in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember the name of the movie. I think it was 89 movie. Uh, he acted in it. He's part of that Clippers team, played alongside, uh, you know, Danny Manning. And um, your brother mentioned him on a, on a recent uh, uh, show when he was, when Matt was on the show um, with Ron Harper, Charles Smith, etc. Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg, the movie? Is that no, no, it was an older movie. I can't remember what it was now. Um, six foot four. Uh, went to co college at Loyola Marymount. Oh, Lloyd Vaughan. No. Bo Kimball. Bo Kimball. Yeah. I'm sure Lloyd Vaught went to that same college as well. Yeah, Bo Kimball, he was a great player, wasn't he? Clippers guard Jeff Martin? Oh, yeah, I remember him. He's a point guard from memory. Yeah, I do remember him. Pretty yep. sure. Fellow, right? Yep. Okay, we talked about this. Olympian from the Hornets. Um, you mentioned him on a, on a previous show. Uh... Six foot nine, went to North Carolina. The Hornets. Uh, Played alongside Kelly Tripaka and... Um, J.R. Reed. J.R. Reed. Yeah, right. That's a random sort of Olympic USA player, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Flat top he had then. Isn't yeah. It? Awesome. I think 88, he might have represented them so, with a bronze last, medal. Last yeah. year of the college. Yeah. The, the non, yeah, college players going for it. Oh, this guy. Uh, he, he'd fall asleep and give you 50, man. Is his last name Floyd? Yeah, <laughs> Eric Sleepy Floyd. Yeah, he was a great scorer of the ball, wasn't he? Eric pretty Sleepy nice back and pretty cool cards, man. They yeah, nice. No holograms yet, though, right? No holograms yet. Okay. Guard with the Indiana Pacers, six foot eight inches tall. Um, played on some good Pacers teams, you know, with with, with Reggie Miller and Mark Jackson and those guys. Um, Pretty sure Detlef was on that team as well. Um, you know, didn't get many minutes, but I do remember him. I do remember him. 6'8 guard, you say? Yep. So slightly taller. Give me a number, jersey number. Number two. Number two. No. George McLeod. McLeod, I was a big fan of McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that two or another number? I thought he was 20... 21 or something. Oh, yeah, sorry. It is. This, 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 it's covering the zero. It's covering the zero. It's two. Oh, okay. yeah. It's two zero. It's 20. My bad. Yeah. 20. Yeah, he was a great player. He had hit some big threes for Dallas in, in a couple of seasons as well, though. Okay. At the end of his career, he was on the Suns. I've actually worn his jersey on this show before. We've pulled his card before with Liam Santa Maria. Moved into coaching. Um, you know, uh, the famous play uh, versus the Celtics. In the, the, oh, Kurt Rambis. Oh, 
Kurt, nice. <laughs> you look at him on that one with that old Phoenix Suns logo as well. Yeah, that was nice very end of his career. He was out yeah, there, right? He said moved into coaching. You said that pretty lightly, though, didn't you? Not oh coach, yeah, yeah. Not the greatest coach ever. Did you know he played for the Hornets in? 88-89 and average 11.1 points per game. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't think he had that in him. Never nervous. Oh, wow. Purvis Ellison. Purvis Ellison. Yeah, he was... You certainly wouldn't call him a bust, would you? But he just didn't kind of live up to that potential. I mean, he could have been one we spoke about in that earlier sort of viewer question there. But, yeah, big Purvis. And finally, Trailblazers guard wasn't the, the the most popular coach when he coached at Phoenix, I think it was from memory. Terry, uh, Porter. Terry Porter. Nice. I liked Terry Porter back in the day. He was always someone that got a little bit of a, a, a bad rap with his coaching and stuff, didn't he? But yeah, he was a great sort of point guard, quality shooter. And he sort of, he had a great bald dome as well, didn't he? Back in the yeah, day. the great Blazers team with Buck and Duck and, you know, Clyde Drexler and Clifford yeah. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Buck and Duck together on that team? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, all right. Well, that's nice. Good. We've got a few more of those upper deck packs to come, Robbie. Nice. I like those. They are quite a premium sort of feeling card, aren't they, those ones, Woods? So, no, I definitely enjoyed that. All right, Woods, that brings us uh, to the end of the show. Um, look, it's been a fun one. It's been great sort of talking a little bit about the, the NBA playoffs and obviously this last round in the NBL, which is going to be an absolute cracker. So can't wait to talk a little bit more about that stuff next week. Um, look, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. And wherever you listen to your podcast, please make sure you, you, know, you rate rate like and subscribe there just a reminder where we can be followed just the normal places there on twitter we're at throwbacks hoops um, our instagram handle is throwback.hoops email address if you want to send any great questions like the one we had this week it's throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com uh woods you want to take it away with with your stuff there yeah so patreon guys we'd love your support um it does cost a bit of money to maintain the podcast. We do have a few Patreon members that have pledged their support to us. If you jump on Patreon and look for Throwback Hoops, um, please do support us. Yes. Good stuff. All right, Woods, it's been fun. So, look, next week we're just kind of working around just what day we're going to get our guests there, but we're going to get someone that's been covering the NBL for a long time. I won't sort of say the name yet. We'll sort of see how that works out. But looking forward to hopefully get him on and obviously talk a little bit about some of the playoff matchups and everything yep. else like that. One thing I do want to say, Woods, obviously, you know, whichever state you're in listening to this, if you're in Australia, the NBL 1's heading up now. It's in about the third week there. So get out and support your teams there. I'll be going down and, and doing my commentating this weekend for the Hills Hornets games there. So really looking forward to that. Sunday, the Hills Hornets girls are playing Aubrey Woods. So there's talk that Lauren Jackson might be playing, but nothing's confirmed yet. So I did That would be awesome. Yeah. I thought she might only be playing the home games, but look, it's a little bit sort of, no one really knows the answer for that. So if I get to the game and see a, a 200 centimeter four-time WNBA MVP, I'll be impressed. So Looking forward to that. Um, Woods, we'll give you the final word. What are your sort of thoughts? What are you most looking forward to for the for the NBA and the NBL coming up? Yeah, just looking forward to it's a long weekend, as you said, to watch some of those games this weekend and and to get out to that game on uh, uh, on Sunday. It's actually my dad's birthday on Sunday. We're doing a little bit of a dinner, so uh, lucky the game's at three o'clock and I can uh, watch the game and head to it after. And anyone in Sydney or or even in New South Wales, in the Greater New South Wales area, I would strongly suggest you head out to the entertainment center on Sunday and watch the game. And uh, as Robbie alluded to, please support the NBL one. 
And Woods, a shout out and a happy birthday to Raj. Make sure if he's listening to this, he'll hear it. Otherwise, just pass on my, my best wishes anyway. So, no worries. All right. Just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. It's been great. Can't wait to do it all again. Um, peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you.